Matt Mosley Show. And uh, we're getting close. God, we got baseball tonight. We got so much going on. Uh, we got Drake Toll uh, on with us now. And uh, Drake, I, I mean, this is uh, these are exciting times. And we got a lot. I want to get your take on this Baylor quarterback in a minute. But first, we got West. We got West. And, boy, this West group, and I know you got some great China Spring contacts. That – that oh, yeah. community loves you, but this West group is really starting to embrace you, I've noticed. Um, what's going on out there? 7 o'clock tonight, first pitch. This will be over on Shooter. Um, are you um, – Are I mean, are, can you can you kind of are, – are you divided right now? Are you a house divided? Can you, can you still have the love for China Spring but also bring that same fervor to what you're doing with West? You know, Matt, I like baseball a lot. I like it if they play tonight, West and Lorena, but the weather's coming in. So you and I could probably talk for a couple hours here before we ever get any baseball in. But, man, you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, it's, uh, dude, it's just Central Texas. It is a, you know, for me and whoever knows my story coming from Arkansas four years ago and moving in as a Baylor student and instead of diving so deep into, into Baylor athletics, really getting involved at a local level at different high schools has been as rewarding as anything that I've done at Baylor. And, you know, I didn't really know anybody over in, in West outside of a couple of professors and locals and met Coach Philip Burns and their head coach last week. And we, we hit it off immediately. Guys, 33 years old, first-year head coach at a storied program and is already making some noise. They beat number 11, Troy, in an upset last week. They're already up a game on number 18, Lorena. And West is unranked, unheard of. And, man, I don't know what it is. It's everywhere that I go in, in Central Texas, I fall in love with a little place. So since, since West is 3A and China Spring is 4A, I can get away yeah. with it. So my back license plate, the primary, is still China Spring, but the front one now has West Trojans written all over it. <laughs> Uh, West Trojans. Now, give us put on your uh, weather forecaster. I mean, give us what's it look like out there. Now, you you act like this might be could have a little bit of a delay this evening. I mean, we were excited to hear you uh, start first pitch at seven o'clock. What are you kind of hearing? What's radar looking like out there? Well, Matt, the radar didn't look terrible to uh, even at 3 o'clock today, just a couple of hours ago. And I show up at the ballpark, first thing Coach Bernstein says to me is get ready to play at 8. So they're deciding whether or not they want to push this thing back as the weather moves in. And I'm, I'm looking over to our, uh, looks like to our southwest, and, and it's an ominous cloud that's rolling in. So if we get some rain, we're at a turf field in Midway. They'll push it back an hour. They think they've got a good two-and-a-half-hour gap without any moisture that they'll fit this ball game into. They want to play tonight, especially for West. They've got the momentum in the series. They want to sweep it in two. They have won now five straight playoff games. So if the weather can hold off for them, that's what they're shooting for. And Matt, look, you, you've seen it. They, they have called for rain for 20 straight days here, and it's only rained three of them. So I, I'm not holding out <laughs> on anything here. That is true. And, uh, by the way, China Spring grabbed a uh, comeback victory over Gatesville in, yeah. that, in that 4A regional quarterfinal. To stay alive, I mean, are you – now, you're kind of known mostly for your tri- China Spring football. Right. I mean, do you do you get well, – by the way, I hear a bell right now where I'm doing the show, and we're getting ready to have a spring game right down the yep. road from where I am, and the bellboys are coming by. This is very exciting. 
This is the spring game happening, a red-white game. But listen, this, this record for China Spring really gets to me. Um, 31-3-1. and yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is really something. What can you tell us about that, that group out there? Uh, well, Matt, since I am wearing a West logo on my left, uh, my left pectoral, I can tell you that West beat China Spring nine to one earlier this season uh, as a part of one of those three losses. But the the massive Cougar fan in me, I, I'm excited. I talked to the athletic director today. I gave him a call. Said, "Look, there's there's no way you could have expected this, and they didn't. They graduated a lot of really solid players last year. This year was supposed to be a not a rebuilding year, but it, it would take them a second to put it all together." Well, Matt, they've now won 30 straight district games dating back the last three seasons. They've mowed through everybody this year, haven't lost in the playoffs yet, and, and they're doing it with a lot of youth. They've got a lot of new guys who don't have mass experience, and they think the future's bright. they got an eighth-grade kid throwing 87 miles an hour. He's only going to get better. They believe that the best is yet to come in China Spring, and Coach Beckham over there won two state titles at West in 2015 and 2016, so he brings a couple of rings to China Spring, and and they're surprising a lot of people, myself included, as close as they're getting now being in the regional quarterfinals. Yeah, and if I recall correctly, they had a coach after last season. Where did he end up, uh, Jesse? Was that Waxahachie or something like that? That's right, Jesse Lopez to Waxahachie. Okay, okay. Well, I love Jesse. I really got to know Jesse when they were sprinting towards state, and that's how I ended up with a China Spring ball cap and, yep, and i get that thing put oh i love it i love that columbia or that carolina blue or columbia blue i think is right. what we call that and it uh, is, that's uh, a good if look you ask, if you ask jd Pacal, matt who was my color analyst three years ago he went to cornell so he'll never call it columbia blue it's strictly carolina blue yeah i mean jd now uh participating on on three and yeah. uh, doing some good work over there, and uh, that is a blast from the past. Okay, Drake Toll joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. He's out there seeing if we're going to have baseball in Midway. That's got to be a nice backdrop out there. I mean, that is a really – that's a good facility. they got beautiful facilities out there, and so I'm sure you are uh, enjoying that. Now, Drake, I was really interested because – and I wanted to warn you. I've seen you get a little too close to these quarterbacks over the years. One who will not be named uh, left the Bears at the altar last, uh, last, uh, whatever it was, maybe December, and uh, the early signing period. Now the Bears have Nate Bennett from Oaks Christian School in the Los Angeles, California area. And I'm just kind of curious, as you've dug in on this, uh, and I know on this uh, on this locked on podcast that you do, this has been a major topic. Six two, one hundred eighty pound Nate Bennett. Now I've seen him hanging around. The young man has he's got good hair. He looks like he would be very good, like in an ATO party, like he would be <laughs> able to hold his own in that type of situation. What have you been able to determine? And give us a, a, a sense of, like, what you think the Baylor coaches think of this young man. 
You know, Matt, I, I first, since you brought up ATO, which I am now an alum, a week out of Baylor, a week out of ATO graduating last Friday, I can tell you this. In my time in the fraternity, I rushed three new members, and all three of them chose different fraternities. So I think my, my bad luck with quarterbacks has also stemmed to fraternity life because I, I was a huge Kyron Drones guy, and you know Austin Novosad and I were very close. And both of those guys don't play for Baylor. So I, I told myself that I would take it easy with Nate Bennett, and then I lied. I spent about a half hour with him on the phone yesterday, uh, and he's great. He, he fits Baylor so well. He grew up in Waco for a, a good bit. Both of his parents went here. He is, he's got kind of the, a, a little bit of Sean Bell in him in that way, and that these guys are very familiar with the program. They have ties to Waco, ties to Baylor. And, and he, while he's not a hometown kid, he's from California, he still grew up with Baylor being his dream school. And I couldn't get over the fact that this kid, I mean, it's what we all, when we're kids, we all want to be the quarterback at the school we grew up rooting for. So Nate Bennett now gets that opportunity. I know the coaching staff, he fits what Jeff Grimes wants in a player uh, from a personnel standpoint. And he fits what Sean Bell wants as a player from a personality standpoint. So he's going to come in and, and give you a, I don't want to say cocky. He's not cocky, but he's got a calm confidence about him where he knows that if, whatever he's going to do, he's going to do it to his force. He's going to do it to his best. And I tell you a big part of that, Matt, is he's an underdog. His offers, they're, they're not big. He had offers from Columbia, Old Dominion. And then when Baylor came along, he accepted it immediately. And I asked him, I said, Nate, everybody else has done that. And a few of them, Zach Pyron included, have jumped ship. What do you think? And he said, if somebody else calls me, I won't even pick up the phone. He is, he's that pumped to be at his dream school. And I tell you, he, he told me um, off the record, off the air, I guess, but on the record that, that he's, he's locked in to Baylor. He's already gotten some calls from bigger schools after he got the Baylor offer, and he's saying no. Now, that's interesting because I'm sure uh, you said, well, who called? Who called? Yeah, right. Could have been, been the Aggies. Could have been, I mean, it could have been some other Texas schools. That is really, really interesting. You know, there was a kid to Baylor-like named uh, Hoss Haney, and yeah. he's going to TCU, and, and that's been interesting. He's probably one of the fastest quarterbacks at any level out there. But what holds him back is he's 5'11". This right. young man we're talking about, and, and Hoss may end up being incredible. He's a great high school quarterback. This is a 6'2". 180 pounds. Now, I did run into him. I can't remember exactly. It was at one of those things, maybe the Baylor spring game. Now, what, by the way, I bet I, you think I went to school with this kid's dad? Like, what are we talking about? You need, Next time you talk to him, say, when did Chris Bennett, I think that's his dad's <laughs> name, find yeah. out when, the guy, when that guy graduated from Baylor or the mom and find out her maiden name. There's a chance I went to school with these people. Yeah. Um, and man, how about that family? Have you seen a picture of that family? I mean, it's a nice looking family. They got a well, nice dog group, Matt. Uh, it's a great group and tremendous haircuts on all these folks. And the funny thing is I can't tell which kid is which like yeah, this. Yeah. Is this kid? Who's the oldest kid? Is this the oldest kid in the family or not? So from what I understand, yes, this is the oldest Bennett. Okay. Well, I bet he. I bet this guy. I bet his dad's younger than I am, which is very sobering and sad. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Well, okay, we'll see how this goes, and we'll see. 
I mean, sometimes they say they won't pick up the phone for anybody else, right. and they do pick up the phone. So don't let well, yourself get too close to this kid. Right. And, and you know, Matt, we've got to temper our expectations. And, and anybody hears the word quarterback, and you automatically you, you think ceiling. But this is not a, a very highly touted recruit. Like I said, he's, he's under-recruited. Uh, he feels as though he's an underdog, and he is. The offers are not massive. And I spoke to a, a former staffer with the New England Patriots, and I said, look at this kid's film. Let me know what you think objectively. And the first thing he said was his receivers make a lot of plays for him. And when, you're, when you know, note number one in your scouting report is your receivers are really good, that's not a great sign for a QB. Um, but at the same time, on the upside, he reads the field really well. He's a very smart quarterback, and he just needs some time to progress. He, he told me he moved from a smaller school to play at Oaks Christian, so he's just now getting a full swing of legitimate competition. And it's going to take a little bit of that for him to get ready to compete at Baylor. He's not going to be a day-one guy. People thought Austin Novosak could compete for the job day-one. Nate Bennett cannot. But come junior, senior year, if he sticks with the program, he could be a Sean Bell. All right. I remember, although he's taller than Sean, he's at least three or yep. four inches taller than Sean Bell. Drake Toll joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Drake, any thoughts on what you're hearing about the Baylor basketball program? Um, it, Flagler, I saw some of the numbers at the Combine. Jalen Bridges, also a Combine invite. It was thought that Bridges would most likely come back. I'm starting to get vibes that Flagler, I feel like most people have dismissed him and said, okay, he's going to go to the NBA and best of luck to him. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't think we should completely close the door on this. What are you, what are you hearing Baylor wise as they try to put this roster together? Well, there's a lot of there there's a lot of room for those guys to come back. And I hope that Scott Drew is not holding out complete hope that they do. I'm still sitting at 50-50 on Jalen Bridges. Uh, conversations that I've had with those who are in his camp have said that feedback he's getting is is it wouldn't be the best decision to go to the NBA right now, which I mean, Matt anybody could have told you that for a guy who's not on any draft boards, but at the same time he really wants to test the pro waters and he's got the prototype. Now for Adam Flagler well, I think Bridges is 50-50. Flagler to me is 90% chance that he, that he leaves. It, it's uh, vaguely reminiscent of a Matthew Meyer situation in that Meyer knew he was going to leave, period. Whether it was the NBA or a different college, he was going to go. I think Adam Flagler has done what he, what he can do at Baylor. He, he would be the old guy still hanging around next season with the amount of youth that, that is coming in. And I don't think anybody wants to be the grandpa of the locker room. So, to me, Flagler's career in a Baylor jersey is done. Jalen Bridges at 50-50, and, and they've got to really attack the transfer portal now on the back half of what's, of what's left. It's, it's slim pickings uh, in, in the portal. So I, I don't know. You know, I, I can tell you this, though. Flo Thamba and Jonathan Chamochachua both recently made stops to the Goodwill. I went to Goodwill on LaSalle today. Do you know the amount of double X Baylor basketball shorts that I found that had number zero written on the inside? They uh they offloaded their stuff within the last week, and I picked up a bunch of it. <laughs> I mean, that's you're the last person I expected to be over there hunting for clothes, but uh, that's fine. Well, I got a call. My, say... my buddy called me and said, "Look, all of this Flo Thamba memorabilia is here. Come get it." Yeah, I got a seven dollar 
Floats on the game-worn jersey. All right, I'm going to go ahead and push you uh, as your kind of mentor, uh, self-proclaimed mentor. Um, I'm going to push you to 70-30 on it, um, on Flagler. (laughs) And I would just say, you know, if the NIL, if they can get the NIL right, Right. it's not as quiet, it's not as long a shot as you think it is. All right. Now, and Matt, I, so can can they get the NIL right though? That's the big question with Baylor because they they still to me are behind the punch there. Well, now they've got some people as advisors that know what they're doing, and I right. think Scott has, has he understands. Now, again, the big one is watch 2024. Yeah, into basketball. Okay, watch. Watch this kid, Trey Johnson. In fact, I may see Trey tonight um, from Lake Highlands. Do you realize if they landed Trey Johnson, that would be their best recruit in the history of the school? I really believe that. I mean, they've had some people. Yes, yes. And he is number one in 2024. I happen to have seen him a million times. And I happen to know his dad. His dad went to Baylor with me. Uh, his dad didn't finish at Baylor. His dad finished at Midwestern State. Good player. Yep. Didn't work out totally at Baylor. There was a lot of reasons for that, and, and mainly because some of the coaching at the time. He didn't really jive. He didn't really, uh, you know, go. But let's keep that in mind, Drake, as you continue to do those daily podcasts. Right. If they could land Trey Johnson – I I, all, I mean, I know it's crazy because we're, we're thinking about this coming season, and we should be. Right. But that would change the entire discussion about Baylor basketball. I mean, they've already been recruiting beautifully, right? I mean, even this year with the reclassification of this kid that's coming in, um, Eve, uh, uh, Missy, and, and, and then Jacoby and Miro, that's a great recruiting class. It's a beautiful – I mean, that is a – Two, one of those guys may be a one and done. Uh, who knows? Who knows? It might be Jacoby. But uh, I'm telling you, man, this Trey Johnson thing could be the biggest thing to happen at Baylor in many, many years. And it, I mainly say that because I've just watched the kid play in person a bunch, and he is unlike anything we've ever seen uh, on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, there in, in, our, uh, in our fair burg. Okay, have a great night, uh, Drake, and uh, have a great broadcast, and we will all gather around and listen whenever this thing starts up. And it could be 8 o'clock, whenever. But let's play, let's play the game, and let's have a good time tonight. Hey, uh, let's stay dry. That's my goal. I'm going to keep this tie line pristine. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sad you didn't ask me to help you put, install that, but uh, uh, glad you got that ready to go. You sound good. We'll talk to you soon, sir. Thanks so much, Matt. Always a pleasure to join you. 92.9 Shooter FM tonight. 92.9 Shooter FM. Drake told her he goes.